Jordan, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you, sir. Right on. I'm uh, I'm really excited to talk to you today. I think the the few times we've interacted before, there's been a lot of I think really interesting things you've said or really cool ideas that were brought up, and they were never never a circumstance. I wish I could pick your brain. So I'm really grateful you're allowing me to do that today. So thanks for coming on the show. For sure, my pleasure. Awesome. So take us through kind of for people who don't know you or people who might not be aware. Um, Take us through kind of your journey from leaving kind of post-secondary, that transition period, to kind of where we are now, and then we'll uh, come full circle as we go. Yeah, after high school, I went to uh, Humber College to do a bachelor's in industrial design, which is basically product design. Uh, I want to design basketball shoes, that's what I want to do. Nice. Um, and then after I had about like half a year or like a year left, I kind of ditched it and yeah. went to uh, went all out with dunking, just because at that point, I was already kind of like being called one of the best or the best in the world or whatever. So no. I just had to take that leap and see what would happen. And then, uh, yeah, then I had somebody from uh, Hoop Mixtape, well, somebody from the guy who owns Hoop Mixtape, yeah. Nils Wagner, he uh, flew me out to LA to like, you know, test run doing a video with me yeah. for two weeks. And then that, that turned oh, into like cool. six months. And then, you know, then uh, we just kind of kept doing projects together. So that guy took a chance on me, and then we just did a bunch of stuff together. He's the one that kind of got me some NBA gigs too, yeah. um, like all my biggest videos and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, just kept going from there, and got better and better, and here we are. Nice. So, what, you're uh, 29 now, or 29? 29, 29, yeah. Yeah. Nice. 30, yeah. Yeah. You feel uh, feel old yet, or no? Uh, not quite. Like my body, I guess, is starting to feel old in terms of dunking specifically, right? Yeah. I mean, it's very it's, specific high twitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I can't show up in a gym and just like jump really high right away. I have to take right. a lot of time warm up, warm up and all that, and a lot more like prehab type stuff yeah. all the time. But other than that, uh, I guess I feel different than I was before than when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily feel older, but I feel nice. different, you know? Yeah. Nice. So why dunking? Like take me through kind of how that, where did that stem from? All right, so... That definitely stemmed, uh, well, with me being named after Michael Jordan and my dad being uh, such a big uh, basketball fan. Yeah. Right? There's videos of me dunking at one years old on hoops, like, you know, super right. short, obviously. And um, I just kind of kept working my way my way up with uh, Fisher Price Nets. Yeah. Picturing myself being like, uh, you know, Jason Richardson, Michael Jordan, all this stuff on like eight foot hoops when I was like 12. And then once I found out that professional dunking was a thing you know mm -hmm. not in the nba i was like oh people can just be dunkers except like, that's it yeah yeah i was like nice. oh man that's when it started changing so i used to be like a shooter that was my thing in basketball yeah. and like grade nine and stuff and then slowly as i discovered dunking you could tell like i just never even took a three-point shot at the end of the year because all, all i did was you know go fast and jump high and try yeah. to like do stuff in the air um because i spent so much time just dunking on right. like eight foot hoops and nine foot hoops and then um yeah, I don't know, dunking is like the best thing in the world to me too. It, nice. It's a combination of things that uh, no other sport has to mm -hmm. me. So there's the power aspect of it where, you know, you just like punch something like really hard, right? Yeah. So like whether it be like boxing, like that perfect hit or like baseball, you just like crush a ball in yeah, that way. That crack connects. it makes on the bat. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. A volleyball spike, you know, that like that feeling is yeah. always my favorite part of a volleyball. So volleyball has two, two of the things. So volleyball also has the jumping high part mm -hmm. where you jump and it feels like you're floating. Like yeah. I always love that, like That's that cool. feeling. Yeah. And it's cool. The better you get, the more it feels like you float. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Um, so now 
the third aspect which no other sport has uh, in combination with those two other things is creativity mm-hmm. so there's like sure, yeah. so many dunks that you can have been on not done yet and uh like years like 20 years ago they've been saying like, there's no more dunks left to do like you know and i've invented 209 so far jordan's like hold my beer <laughs> <laughs> yeah but right. that that's my thing though that's my favorite thing it was almost like uh you know you're the first human ever to do something you know yeah. and that was such a fascinating idea it is uh, so that's kind of why i love that and uh yeah so i think again industrial design was so much creativity it's basically yeah. being an inventor like inventing products and it worked really well with that and uh yeah where do you think your kind of creativity stemmed from that's a good question i think a lot of it was inherited i think from my dad and just the fact that uh because my dad even was training like you see him train people and he's like just so creative like he's on the fly and it's uh if i ever have questions on like exercises that i want to do for specifically for dunking he'll he can just like make up exercise like like crazy on the spot and you know a lot of my dunking drills that i get to like i i got it from him because he just made up drills Mm -hmm. on his own um when he was younger for basketball and then Outside of that, definitely my ADD. <laughs> you know, I, when I was yeah. in uh, product design, uh, I was like, you know, I felt kind of out of place because I had uh, ADD in school. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I mean, obviously everybody gets diagnosed with ADD these days, but... Uh, everybody gets prescribed something, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But uh, anyways, <laughs> and I went to... It was even more so the case in my product design class. Yeah. Like, I think there's maybe two people that didn't have ADD. You know what I mean? Like it's like almost like a prerequisite to, to having a, <laughs> to being creative. And the way I'll describe it, yeah. um, I just like this idea. So picture like a just just a giant like picture, right? Yeah. Of a bunch of completely irrelevant like different subjects. You know, they can kind of fade into like making sense to each one. Yeah. Um, somebody who would be normal, I guess. Picture everything being blurred out except for the middle. And then their focus can kind of slowly go between those. But yeah. me, it would be the opposite, where the, the middle's kind of blurred out, but then we can make connections really well from, like, completely random places. Yeah. That's what creativity is. Right. It's making connections of things that you already have, because it's not new ideas. It's just, like, weird connections of things you already have. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I think that's an interesting way of looking at it, because I definitely, I definitely was prescribed. Mm. Um and it could be like a fidget thing now that I notice more, just like an eye twitch thing that I got going on. I'm like, oh man, it's we're special, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, you know. But uh, yeah, so you can't. I like that because you can't. That's a very good way of putting it. Because I think that might be for a reason for like I find I go off on tangents mm-hmm. in conversations, but find a really like unique place. Like I don't try to end up here, but we. Mm-hmm. So how do we get from here to here? It's like well, I just take that path it was like well we're just gonna make our own and see where this goes that's what a lot of ideas that we were talking about uh, before uh, the podcast started but all the ideas as of late that i've tried to do are we'll see how this goes i don't know where it's gonna end up but like f it whatever that's Here's exactly where it's gonna right. Go. Yeah. right so kind of focusing that uh topic to in regards of dunking doing like you said one of anything or the first to do something is kind of like a ridiculous concept just to grasp in an in and of itself so what is your creative process like and so how did that and how did that develop over the years 
in terms in regards to dunking specifically, yeah. like coming up with them. Yeah. Um, so one thing I'll say too, uh, that used to be in the, my favorite concept to me was be the first ever uh, to do something like that was so cool to me. It's less cool to me now, just because everything you do ever is the first thing that a human's ever done. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. Yeah. So that's a more uh, philosophical thing, but like, right. you know, no it's person. True. Has come here. Other person has come here in this spot at exactly this, this time. time. Dressed the way you are. Yeah, looking yeah, the way you, you can yeah. get so ridiculous with it. Sure. Um, but I honestly, you know, that's kind of where my head's at now. So the reason now is just it's fun. It's fun to yeah. be creative. That, that's straight up it. Nice. But uh, my creative process, the number one process, which is like the least creative to me. Mm -hmm. uh, still creative, of course. But the way my brain works is. You can almost, and we actually want to make like a program like this where you input all of the different types of dunks, right? So you input uh, a 360, all the basics, so 360, between legs, behind the back, uh, it, I mean, there's a lot. There's I get a lot it, yeah. Right, but then all you do is like switch up the combination and the order, you know what I mean? So let's say you got a 360, a 360 between the legs, yeah. you know, or sorry, and in between the legs, no, 360 between the legs, yeah. you just keep combining them. And then it's like, uh, you know nobody's really done too many variations of lobbing off the side of the backboard and then doing a dunk with it or doing mm -hmm. a Dwight Howard tap where you tap yeah. off the backboard, catch it, and then do a windmill. So I, that was a new one. I was like, what if I reverse it? What if I do a windmill first and then throw it off the backboard and catch it and dunk it? Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's, you just kind of do that nonstop. Yeah. And then uh, the other methods would be, and the most fun one is when you come up with like a completely new variation. It's like, it's not a combination of any dunk that exists. It's just yeah. like a completely new idea. That's what, the scorpion was, and that's what the lost and found was that I did. Nice. Lost and found one came from like this is one of my methods coming out with dunks is like almost like a dance, <laughs> right? Like like I, I force I, I look like I'm almost dancing on the ground. Like yeah. I'm just you can always tell I'm inventing a dunk. So I'm just right. looking like up in the air and I'm like doing this. I'm I'm trying to like force myself to not do patterns I already know and like mm. let my arms go in like weird spots that don't feel right mm. and then all of a sudden you kind of like visualize a dunk you know you're trying to force an accident I guess yeah. that, that's one way to put it right by going to like irregular positions and then uh, yeah <laughs> well like you said it's a it's a form of expression right mm -hmm. or a dance form of expression or an art form right and I find that's a really interesting way of you putting it with like, oh no, we want something to happen, so we're gonna try just whatever works and then mm -hmm. see what happens. Like you said, an accident, which really, it almost doesn't seem like one because you're trying to make something not happen mm -hmm. or trying to make something happen that wasn't happen wasn't gonna happen on its own. But I found when I started doing something similar in uh, like jujitsu, right? So as is like the four or five years I've been doing it now, at the beginning we were taught I was taught specific ways of doing things like. Here's your triangle, here's your arm bar, here's your single leg, here's like different takedowns, whatever it is. And I go through the patterns. But I found when I actually started getting better at it and like started to make a difference was when those kind of things would happen where I'd be like, um, I'm in this position, okay, I got him in a closed guard, all right, I want to go here. What if I go, uh, I could do this, no, they're defending this, no, they're defending that, oh, they mm -hmm. broke the grip here, all right, forget it. Let's try this. Yeah. And then more often than not, I'd find it goes one way, and I'm sure you can relate to this, where it goes completely not the way you want it to. Where you're like, ooh, there are knees on my neck. That's not fun. Yeah. And then yeah, it's yeah. like, ooh, this works. Yeah. This is crazy. I can, I can do this now. And then it becomes a pattern. You wrap it out. But I find some things are better happening, or they happen better just 
being an accident that way. Mm -hmm. I find it helps with the creative process that way. And it's like, it's cool to see. It's cool to see come to fruition. Yeah, I think um, part of it too is like, it's problem solving, but like, there's no problem, if that makes sense. Like, the problem is that something doesn't exist. So it's yeah. like, how do you approach that, you know? But right. so the way that I've always viewed it in my head is that all these moves, all these tricks, already exist in a sense we just got to find them so it's like trying yeah. to find stars you know trying to find like something that is already there yeah you know but in concepts um but you're just kind of discovering them you know what right. i mean interesting yeah like there it's already done you've got to find it in yeah, a sense yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, trying to like make if it's already possible it's already like it's discoverable so yeah. to me like in a sense it already exists like i mean another way to put it is like I mean, it'll be in the future, right? Like somebody yeah. will do it in the future, so like it's possible that it exists. So you're just discovering it, right? And they discover it, they don't discover it, and then you do. Yeah. Interesting. That's and that's really cool. I like that. I like that. Do you find that as you kind of develop in the sport, do you your creative process hasn't changed too much, or do you? Is there things you do unrelated to dunking that you used to not do that have kind of come into the picture more that have helped you out? In terms of creativity? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so one thing I was actually, uh, I get ideas from sometimes, but like mostly nothing has come of too many of them yet. I just, but I still do it for fun. Like I'll look at other sports, like uh, mm. with rhythmic uh, gymnastics, they're pretty crazy. They have like the one with the ball, right? Oh, yeah. So they'll do tricks in the. Also, there's freestyle basketball. So freestyle, you know what, like Harlem Globetrotters, they oh, spin yeah. the ball on the finger, they do all yeah. this stuff. There's there's people who do that as like their their life. Like I right. how serious I take dunking, and so they invent moves nonstop, right? So I'd, I'd have like a friend of mine who used to be number one in the world, and I'd be like, okay, just freestyle, and I would yeah. just watch. I'd be like that thing, like, what the hell is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? So Whoa. then we go try that with the dunk. You know yeah. what I mean? So that that's the fun method is to look at other things to get inspiration from it, right? Huh. That's a really cool way of doing that. Mm -hmm. Nice. Now, in regards to dunking, how were you able to kind of go from it being something? And now, was it just the guy taking the leap of faith with you, or was it like how you, how were you able to monetize it where it's now something you do full time? Like that is your focus. So I think the way that it happened with me is not the way that happens with some other people. Um, that's good. Um, the way I had it in my head was that I want to be so good that people are almost like forced to reach out to me. Um, because it, before that guy reached out to me, I felt like I was better than a lot of pros out there, but nobody was mm -hmm. giving me a call. But like, you know, rightfully so, I wasn't anywhere near these events where I could like show my stuff, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, somebody would have to fly me out and nobody would because I'm some kid dunking in Sudbury in Canada and yeah. who knows if his rims are tiny, you know, or who knows if he's actually legit. Yeah, there's um, a lot of questions. Yeah, and I get people all the time being like, how do I get gigs? How do I get gigs? I'm like, yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. Like, at your point, you know what I mean? I would never think about that. I would just think, like, I got to train as hard as I possibly can, and then, you know, once I'm good enough, they won't have a choice but to, to find me out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So that's kind of the way I approached it. So I think it mostly came from also, again, the, my biggest thing is my creativity, the mm -hmm. fact that I can invent so many new dunks. And fortunately for me, that's what um, people like to see, right? People don't like to see the same dunks over and over and over again. They like yeah. to see new stuff, which is why I go viral very often. Mm -hmm. A lot of new stuff uh, coming out. And, um, 
Yeah, that got me more attention than everybody else, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, we talked, well, uh, first time I think we kind of chatted, um, and i see if I can jog my memory on this, but you kind of mentioned something about, we were talking um, way back when about, I think it was earlier this year, or last year, sorry, and it was about in terms of, we were watching UFC fight, and we were talking about kind of like learning skills, like just like learning to pick up different skills, and then how you were talking, like you wanted to kind of get into learning like martial arts and that kind of thing, and then we talked about skill development and stuff, so it I'm really curious about because you made a comment how you pick up things very quickly. And now, had anybody else in the room said that, I would have thought they were. I would have been like, okay. I mean, if I were to say that, I'd be like, wow, this guy's pretty arrogant. But the way you said it, where there there was kind of like there was a belief in the words you were saying that made me go, okay, he like this is true, right? It could be just the conviction you had with it, but I was like, okay, this guy's on something. So what I'm curious about is. How, like, tell me about your learning process in terms of developing skills, whether that be with dunks or whether that be with business or stuff you, uh, other stuff you do. Alright, so one thing, when I say I learn things quickly, I guess I should rephrase that because I don't actually, uh, it's not that true. It's, I learned, <laughs> I, no, no, I, it's just that I learn things quickly over like a certain amount of time because I will put in way more time and effort than everybody else. <laughs> that's pretty much it. You know what I mean? So like, that's what I mean by like when people are like, oh, this will take a long time. You know, you need to be extremely skilled. I'm like, okay, but what if I spend, you know, 16 hours a day on it? <laughs> you know what I mean, You're, I'm yeah. going to get somewhere. You know so what I mean? So same amount of time. Yeah. So like that, that's my condensed. thing is, uh, I find a lot of times whenever I'm doing things, you know, I'll think I can, you know, get decently uh, good at something uh, pretty quick, but mm -hmm. then I'll see somebody else doing it. So many things that I do just uh, in so much less time, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, and I'm just like, man, I keep kind of getting shown that, like, the reason why I'm able to do these things is just because I spend so much time on it. Right. Right? That's, uh, that's kind of the big difference. Because um, even... Like, when do you want to get better so freaking bad, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's one of my methods. I want to, like, get better, like, so bad that, like, a lot of times other dunkers, right? First off, I dunk a lot more than the other dunkers, especially, yeah. like, throughout my life. I used to dunk three, four hours every single day for, like, uh, you know, years. And then other dunkers dunk when they do the dunk session, right? They show up, they do the jumps, and then for, like, an hour. Um, and then they go home, they do that twice a week or once a week. Mm. And then... Not only am I doing more, but I'm like, man, how can I get better at dunking without actually jumping? Because right. I'm limited, right? I can only jump so much before I yeah. start losing how much I'm going to jump high. Right. It's a nervous system thing. Exactly. Yeah. I can't just get a shot. So I invented, uh, you know, these ball handling drills. That's that's called wall drills, um, where I'm practicing the technique on the ground, uh, and I'm seeing how well it relates to me uh, yeah. actually jumping and doing the motion. So now I can practice for hours without actually doing the jumping, right? So now, uh, you know, they, yeah. they can only train, like, you know, two hours total on the week, for, like specifically for dunking. They can do weightlifting, they do all this other yeah. stuff, but then I'm spending like hours and hours, not just jumping, but also practicing the dunks mm -hmm. without actually jumping in. You know what I mean? So that's the difference when you really want to get good at something, like you create, you create stuff. You, yeah. You know, there's a lot of stuff that I've created or tried to come up with exercises that fail plenty mm -hmm. of the time, you know, but sometimes it works. Man, I love that. And then everybody else can stand off top of your shoulders later on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then they, they will build on what you did, you know? So Right. Uh, I like that a lot. 
That reminds me, I, uh, years ago when I was reading Michael Phelps' book, I know he had like a, a next level ADHD like as well, and mm. I found what you you guys, um, well him I'm sure on like a elite scale, but I find whenever there's a problem that I need to solve, I can you have this ability to hyper focus, mm -hmm. right? And you can kind of pick apart every aspect of what you're doing and what the problem is in front of you, and then that allows you to kind of see way past and get way further and surpass any like competition or other competitor or just another person who's just going through the motions at that level. Like that's what I think when I hear what you just said, I'm like, Oh, every single time I'm able to focus on something I need to, but then there's hyper focus and then not being able to focus. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm wondering if, as you've kind of gotten older and as I hate saying older, you know, I almost feel like I'm That's okay. making fun of people I'm, for I'm okay with getting, getting older. older, but <laughs> I think it's a great thing to get older. I mean, experience, right? Wisdom, they call it. But I'm wondering if as kind of the years have gone by, have you noticed like your ability to hyper-focus is like still there and you're still present or do you find it harder to kind of like, how, I guess what I'm asking is how do you focus so much attention and mental resource on one thing. Mm. And then how do you kind of add on to that? Um, I think two reasons. Number one, I have to like the thing I'm doing. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of, that yeah. you know, there, I mean, point. I will do things I don't like for the things that I do like, you know, right. obviously you don't, I don't like every part of, uh, training or whatever it is I need to do to afford dunking but yeah but then there's also the aspect of there's just discipline right like uh and you kind of yeah. learn to love discipline you lo you love to the feeling of overcoming something and there's opportunities to overcome things like every single day you know what every I mean like day. every single moment literally like you wake up one day you're feeling like super down um uh, you know, you don't even want to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. It feels uncomfortable to stand up out of bed. Yeah. Okay, just stand up. That, that's days. a small that's a small win for that day. Stand yeah. up if you felt like keep going. You know, if you want to do something else with that, sure. If not, whatever. But there's always these tiny, like slightly uncomfortable moments that yeah. you can like get under your belt and collect those as wins. And that's literally just building the skill of discipline. And I think that is just kind of fun to me, right? It's yeah. You're constantly overcoming something. I think as humans, we're made to work. You know, like our right. ancestors didn't just sit there all day. You know what I mean, they they oh, worked. No. They no. survived nonstop. And yeah, even they had to. They even like interview like tribes and stuff like that, and uh, have you know psychologists like analyze them, and yeah. they're like well, they have no concept of depression. You know, they're busy surviving, and like they enjoy part of that. So I think yeah. that's in us. You know what I mean? The ability to put in work. Um, so, and not just that, effort is literally the only thing you have control of mm -hmm. uh, in life. Yeah. Might as well become like a beast with it, you know what I mean? Then you right. can just make life, I don't know if I'm allowed to start, but you're bitch. No, dude, it's your right. episode, man. <laughs> Say what you want. Yeah, then you can sure. kind of make life your bitch, you know For what I sure. mean? And, uh, yeah. Dude, it's, oh, I love that. It's it's true, and I tell, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of giving advice, or I find myself giving advice and then kind of not taking it. I'm sure mm -hmm. we're all guilty of that in some respects. But I find that I'll, tell people you can't control especially complainers like look 
You can control what hap- you cannot control more often than not what happens to you directly. Hmm. But almost 100% of the time you can control how you behave or how you react to things, right? You know, it's like whatever you say something or I say something, it's like you get to control whether you get up and leave, whether you say something, whether you hit me, you know, like there's a lot of things you can do to, mm-hmm. in terms of reactions. So I like that a lot. It's something that you're able to kind of move forward on and learn from. And then I think we've gotten soft, not like us specifically, yeah. right? But I just, and I don't know if it's just we've kind of created this atmosphere or this life of like that society's kind of created or helped us mold into but i feel it's it's gotten a lot easier right like mm. you get two thousand dollars a month to do nothing yeah right? i think that's like, uh, for that, an easy example that quote where it's like uh what is it i think i know where you're going to yeah yeah you yeah. know this right so uh strong people yeah. make easy times easy times makes weak people weak people mm-hmm. make strong uh, time or sorry Hard times, I yeah. guess. So hard times and easy times. Anyways, yeah, I, I think yeah. that's where we're at. It's just kind of easy times. So that's mm-hmm. why I think it's important to choose to do hard things. You know what I mean? Right. Because life is going to throw at you some like massive, massive like L's. You know what I mean? And if you are, you know, earlier before, um, you're kind of getting thrown L's nonstop throughout life. Mm-hmm. And so whenever big ones come, you can at least deal with it. Right. Um, so the way I'm gonna give you my like terrible analogy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. I need to come up with a better one, but uh, how you're a creative guy, you'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, I'll figure it out. I got faith Anyways, in Jordan. So in life, life likes to for some reason randomly throw giant uh, weight vests on you. All right, that like, <laughs> weigh like huge amounts of uh, weight. So let's say uh, you know, 300 pound weight vest. That's heavy. That's very heavy, Ooh. and. And, you know, you have no control whenever of when it's coming. Um, it could ha- be thrown on you multiple times in life, maybe just like a few times, uh, maybe even 400 pound ones, you know what I mean? So I think it's our duty, it's not necessarily our duty, but I think we should have the choice to uh, uh, basically train for those times. So mm-hmm. potentially for when those times come. Not only right. because like training, like there's value in training and becoming a good human and a strong person, and like that you can give to others and like you know there, there's so much enjoyment in just training itself and like just the, the whole journey thing right but uh, mm-hmm. so if you train if you choose to put on like uh life vests right of your own uh, that is goes up even to like 100 pounds or 150 pounds or to mm-hmm. 200 pounds you never done 300 pounds before but one is thrown a 300 pound one is thrown on you you'll be able to handle it. you'll be able to at least like yeah. crawl and like move and stuff like that but if you can only handle like 50 pound one I, if you never put one on, you get a 300 pound one put mm-hmm. on you, you're going to be crushed physically and emotionally, right? Like you won't be able to breathe, yeah. there's your anxiety, you know what I mean? So um, that's why I think it's important to just pick up as many things as you can and, and choose to do the hard things. If it's not naturally yeah. hard for you already, you know what right. I mean? And then you kind of grow and those difficult times get easier, right? Like you get more, like you said, that 300 vest, if you're used to dunking with 300 pound vest on, mm-hmm. for argument's sake, right? 400 isn't that bad. That's, that's right? exactly right. Yeah. So you're kind of used to that versus if you just kind of hang out here in the middle. Everything's easy. Not Nothing's too hard, but nothing's too easy either. Yeah. You can just, you can kind of, it's a comfort zone thing, right? That's exactly so. what it is. I think it's uh, way more appealing to do something where you're, like, you're choosing like, and you have control of what's hard. You know what I mean? Right. Like you have the luxury to choose something like that's kind of hard. You know what I mean? Uh, versus like that's a way better option 
and getting used to it that way than getting forced to get used to it with like these huge yeah. you know emotional like uh you know destructions and like, i mean that's how it goes right yeah. but if you can choose to do it um you know progressively throughout life you're going to be set up for for life nice so i think the same thing could be said kind of in terms of going through difficult things you build this like discipline as a skill when it comes to doing things that are hard is huge right and i was thinking i was talking to a friend of mine earlier <laughs> this week and the whole discussion was like why working out is hard for people and it's not hard for others i'm like listen being in shape is a lot easier than getting into shape actually my business partner kevin i was like dude he's like i'm trying to lose this i'm trying to lose that you know i can work out hard i'm like yeah but there's no discipline there's no structure to it right so i think that's super important it's finding ways and like you said right just being disciplined enough to and the way i kind of tell people the few times i've mentioned it with and i could be like wrong in saying this but it's the difference between a good day and a bad day right if it, you're having a good day it's easy to do anything you want right because yeah, you feel right. good yeah but when the bad days kick in and you get up and like you said you don't want to stand up you don't want to get out of bed but the alarm's going off the sheets feel so warm man like you know it's just cozy you don't want to get up yeah and it's all dark and then you get up make your bed you move forward you do next task next task and whether you're having a good day or a bad day you get those you still show up at 6 a.m or you still show up at like 10 to the gym or whatever things you're supposed to get done you get them done no matter what internal battle you're fighting and i think that's what makes the difference and what kind of Toughens us all up. Hmm. Uh, another synonym, synonym for uh, discipline is basically just habits. Like you do things, like you do the hard things all the time <laughs> because it's just a habit. It's just what you do. You know right. what I mean? So like whenever you have no motivation, which is all the time, yeah, uh, you can rely on discipline, on right. habits, right? So I think that's that's the big point. Is a lot of times people are like, "How do you stay motivated?" I'm like, "What the? F yeah, motivation? what is motivation?" I'm like what? Who you actually depend on motivation? That makes like you're you get nothing gonna, done. Don't yeah, you? yeah, no, that's what everybody else does. That's like if you want to be above average. That's you can't just rely on motivation, yeah. man. No, I was gonna feel like it. I think that's the funniest thing because everybody I talk to or articles that I've read or videos I've watched on people I've either had on the show in the past or I'm prepping to have on the show in the future. Everybody's oh, how do you stay motivated? Right? Mm -hmm. I've talked like um, like national champion black belts in whatever and then people are like how do you stay motivated and they all say the same thing they're like i'm never motivated i don't want to get up at 6 a.m show up to the gym at 8 teach for five hours go home eat teach for another three train for another four and do that eight days like eight nine days a week you know like come on yeah, yeah. No, that that's the thing too when you start telling people all those things they're like oh that, that i don't want to do that i'm like well there's the difference yeah you know what i mean <laughs> right there we figured it out yeah I like, that's problem. it like i mean you know you say you want to be at the same point as you know this person or that person yeah. but like yeah you hear all that stuff you're like ah never mind yeah. you know but which is too bad because it's not one of those things like i'm better than you because i can do this like you know, it's just right. more of like it's just worth it, you know? Like, the ability to know that, like, like, when you master something, I think everybody should master something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because now I have the confidence that, like, I really feel like I can do anything. Right. I just got to wait to find out what it is that, like, You're doing I, I like. Like, what what, yeah. what, do I, what do I want to do next? Whenever I figure that out, then it's, like, game over. You know That's what I mean? That's awesome. 
Yeah, so I'm excited to see how that goes. It's just the confidence that you have, like, yeah. for life, you know? I feel yeah. like I would not have the same confidence just to, if I never took that leap and went for straight for dunking and I just, like, did a regular 9 to 5. I would, man. I, I have, like, a lot of confidence as a person in my ability to just do things, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. Be rough. <laughs> I think, man, that's incredible. I think there's something to be said, too, of, like, mastering something, eh? Like mm -hmm. when you, what is your definition of the term master something, like or master of anything? I mean, pretty much doing anything for like a huge amount of time. But obviously not just like, uh, not just doing it to do it, you know. But like if you're really intensely focused, you know, you're in that flow, you're in that zone for yeah. like long periods of time, and uh, yeah, you can't really put in a certain amount of hours on it, right. I suppose. But you know, there's no metric. Yeah, you know, yeah. with different things, I guess there's different, uh, you can consider yourself a master at different points, you know, there's a whole 10,000 10, hours thing, obviously, yeah. um, but with dunking, I would consider myself a master, I've, I've passed 10,000 hours, and I also, uh, you know, I'm known as, you know, the best, and one of the best, and so I would consider myself a master at that. There's also less people going for dunking than there is, like, something like basketball and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But, um, but that's what makes you unique and authentic right mm -hmm. that's a very very specific thing i think mm -hmm. that's that's why i think oh that's really cool you know it must be a really cool thing to kind of be able to say right mm -hmm. like be able to well feel right like every day like what that confidence must be insane like so what every, every problem you should have like the most open mind to it or how does that kind of like how does that confidence kind of help you every day it's just an overall thing eh? well yeah, pretty much overall, like, I just know, like, there's been times in my life, too, that I've done this, and again, this is skills you get from mastering something, so it's not even just the fact that you know that you master something, it's more the fact that, like, all the skills you learn along the way, right, like, yeah. being able to overcome uh, things, so... And I got one of these things, these mentality from Nils, from Hoop Mixtape, he, uh... He's he's a mental beast. Um, the second he gets scared of something, he's like, oh, now I have to do it. It's like you know, I d there's no reason for me to do it, but now I have to. You know, I got scared, yeah. and now it's I got perfect it. way to do it. Yeah. yeah. So now like you know, that happens with me at times. I'm like, oh, part of me doesn't want to do this. I'm like, oh, now I have to do this. Like there's a million reasons why like I maybe even shouldn't. Yeah. Um, and then you know, now I have to. But like that comes with you know mastering something. You're forced to like learn those kinds of things. You know, mm -hmm. and now. Um, there's sometimes there's some things that pop up like that now and now I have confidence that like I would do it I know I would you know there's no reason to and uh, and that's that I don't know now dunking aside um, and uh, mastering a skill aside mm -hmm. when it comes to I think developing that ability and that confidence and that scary if I'm scared of it, I should do it even more than if I'm not afraid of it, mm -hmm. right? I found, and it could be not on like a grand 10,000 hour rule thing in regards to, if I'm scared of just this one experience, or if it makes you nervous, or in any regard kind of gets you up in the mor morning or lights a fire under your ass, and so to speak, I find those moments when you go through them or you surpass those objectives, whether they're small little victories, that you see daily where you're scared of, or whether they're like, you've been working for X amount of years or X amount of months, you've been training every week, like 
X amount of mileage, whether or weight you're going or rounds you get, and then when you achieve that, is that not just like the greatest feeling? Whether it be small or huge. To me, what's always scarier than all those things, and I think that's what kept me motivated uh, to go. Uh, and it seems to be the difference with other people, because you know a lot of people are like, well, what if it doesn't work out? Like, but my big thing is like, what if? You know, what if it does work yeah. out? And I, what what would be so sad was to would be to never even see if you could. Oh yeah. man, you frustrates you, right? man. Oh. <laughs> Don't even get to try to see, you know, like, oh, man, that'd be so devastating. I'd rather know that, like, you know, it didn't work out, yeah. you know? Like, if I would've went all out for dunking and it didn't work out, like, sick. I'm, I'm good. I'm, yeah. I've got my closure. I know. Now I know for sure, you know? Now I can go back to whatever I was going to do anyways. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Design dope-ass shoes, you yeah. know? So, I think that, man, that's fascinating. And there's this quote, too. I can't remember who said it, but it was like, I'd rather you aim high and miss the name low and hit mm -hmm. and every time i hear that or i talk to people or they say things similar to what you just said i go uh yeah yeah so now every single day i find little things the more little things you do that scare you or that you originally you're like because you know kind of where your comfort zone is you know where your com i like to call it more like a comfort zone challenge area where it's just past like the oh it's easy mm -hmm. but then if i go a bit further oh there we go no double it mm -hmm. now you're where you want to be yeah. right yeah i guess you're yeah your comfort zone you're just increasing it i guess is what yeah. is happening right you're getting comfortable doing the uncomfortable things and the more you get this technically yeah. like in a sense the more freedom you have you know because sure. now you're not scared to do like so many things there yeah. um yeah you just there's so much more you can it. do yeah, yeah there's so much more you can do you <laughs> increase that's an interesting way to put it like you increase your freedoms right? it is yeah. yeah and i could i can picture it too like when uh I grew up working at summer camps a lot and outdoor centers, and so you have to kind of, and I know, and I'm bringing this topic up specifically because I know it's a skill, and I'm, because I've heard you say it before that you're trying to, like, you're developing and trying to face the challenge of, which mm. is public speaking, mm. right? Um, but we had to do a lot of, like, I guess, creative programming where it's, okay, our challenge when we were staff in training week was we were putting a broom closet with like five or six items you go okay you have to make a game that could occupy these people for 45 minutes hmm. go like, all right well start the car we shall see so those kind of those kind of things and then would kind of require us to get better at something or we're, we're like uh, uh you get people like uh, uh i don't know who are like first year staff kind of uncomfortable with the situation and then three years later they're like running the whole thing yeah right and like how did this happen? It's like, that's how we have people that go from becoming like a staff who's busting tables to running the bar to owning their own restaurant chain, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, that's how we have, there has to be development and there has to be progress, right? It's like, you can have all the gas in the car you want, but if you don't put that sucker and drive, it's not going anywhere, mm -hmm. right? It has to go forward. I think that's, that's like a concept that I've been, I've seen a lot of people Thankfully, a lot of friends in the last two years who I used to be friends with, and now it's kind of just distancing myself because I've seen that happen often, right? Mm -hmm. You see them be, you see people a lot that frustrate you because you're like, okay, I know I could be here, but all you guys want to hang out here. I'm like, this is fun, but I'm used to this. It's familiar. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So what I want to know is, I'm curious, as kind of time has gone, 
through and as you've kind of progressed and developed different skills, mm. right? Whether it be like in training or dunking or whatever, speaking or business, right? How have like people kind of been with you in terms of like who you are and reacting to you and then friends of yours that you've had as you've grown up with and mm -hmm. as they kind of, do you, do you find it harder to keep a tight knit group or do you find it easier because they've kind of been with you through the thick of it? Well, I think with me, I don't know. I, I don't spend that much time with other people. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I've always heard the quotes of like, uh, you know, Amazing. you are the average of like your five closest friends. And, uh, you know, I have close friends, but I don't see them often. Or especially yeah. at, like when I was doing my dunk thing, I did not see them often. Uh, mm -hmm. Like very, very rarely. So, you know, I hear people be like, oh, I have almost no time for social time. I'm like, like what? What is social time? Oh my God. I'm like, I, no, I, that's a waste of time. <laughs> that's what I said. Like, that's the biggest waste of time. I have something to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, although I did have uh, close to me, again, Nils Wagner from the Hoop Mixtape. And mm -hmm. again, like I said, he's a, he's a mental beast. Uh, and I have my dad, who yeah. I grew up with, right? I was uh, parented freaking amazing. Um, nice. So that's one thing I can't take that's away. It's a blessing, man. Like, that's oh, awesome. man, it's, it's crazy. I, had, I also had, a, you know, a great mom and a great stepdad. So I had three parents, you know what I mean? Epic, yeah. And I got to learn some very, like, different things from both sides, mm -hmm. you know? They are both, like, workaholics and, like, mental beasts. Yeah. One side and like, business, academics, and then with my dad with, like, with sports, which is where I connected with a lot, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. But they're both part of the same thing, the same mentality, mm -hmm. right? So it was very cool um, to have all that. So those those were the things that were close to me. Um, and so in terms of friends, like well, I guess it affected me with uh, like girlfriend like relationships, yeah. right? Like, uh, there's somewhere uh, <laughs> I would go dunk for like a couple hours. I'd wake up, you know, whatever time it was, uh, I'd go dunk for two, three, four hours, and then I'd go uh, work until nine, and then I would come back and dunk again until mm -hmm. like midnight and so my girlfriend she gets sick of it or not necessarily sick of it but if she wanted to come hang out with me she had to come to the court and oh, yeah. watch me dunk 100%. <laughs> but that that was our quality <laughs> time you know what i mean so yeah it definitely affected some relationships in like you know negative ways um i find that would yeah. almost be better at that pace right like you i find you'd filter out people a lot easier Right, like you don't have to go through these year-long, eight-year-long friendships just to find out the person's an asshole that you don't want to be around, right? And I'm sure we've all had those experiences, mm -hmm. but I find it's like, oh, oh, you can't commit. Well, this is what it is. Yeah, I'm fortunate too that I was. Uh, I think I've always naturally been uh, somebody who wanted to be alone. Yeah, you know? um, I was never one of those people who like always needs like a friend at all times. You know, you see yeah. those people who were like can't be alone like at all like like the second they're alone like oh want to hang out want to hang out i'm yeah. like nah man like i i would just love to be just be by myself yeah. like for long periods of time i'm very okay with that um so yeah that was and the fact that it's very comforting to know too that like if i'm by myself that's when i work my best work my hardest you know what i mean yeah. so that's pretty cool although it'd be cool to see although i got to live with no so i i still am a workaholic with uh with him and then uh yeah, it'd be cool to see if I surround myself, if I choose to surround myself with more people like that, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, but I guess, you know, the, I don't get to meet that many, be especially because, 
early in my career, I was didn't care about social networking or anything mm. like that, right? I got to meet some really cool people, mm. um, you know, for like two seconds, but I really didn't care to get to know them or make friends with them because I was like, they have nothing to do with dunking. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Amazing. My, my brain was all dunking. That was Amazing. It. So yeah, that's awesome. That's that hyper focus we were talking about like 15 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's really cool. So, I guess how does it? How do you find confidence in being alone? Um. I guess it's more the reverse. I'm like, it's some nice confidence to know that I, uh, you know, that I work really hard and really well, yeah. or uh, the best whenever I am alone. You know what I mean? Like, why is that the case? I don't really know. Hmm. You know, maybe that that's just the way I was born. I guess. Um, yeah. Well, I guess th that's not true. <laughs> that's not that. <laughs> You know, uh, this yeah. is good because they're making me think too, right? But um, yes, yeah, so there was part of me that always liked uh, being alone. You know, I remember this one time at like uh, recess at uh, Felix or whatever. Recess, I, was, I yeah, love it. At Felix. Uh, I heard that word in years. Yeah, yeah, elementary yeah. school. Uh, and I would just go sit in like the corner and just, I, I don't know why, I just I just sat there. <laughs> I just sat there. Like, this is like, amazing. So far away from everybody. And I just like looked out. I guess in a sense it was like slightly like kind of like meditation or something like that. But uh I don't know what I was thinking about, what I was doing, and I was doing that for a bit until somebody made fun of me for it, and I was like, okay, I guess I won't do that. I, I, just, <laughs> I just pictured this giant field and a bunch of kids playing in like a circle, yeah. and then a little blue-haired 11-year-old way off <laughs> in the corner, yeah, yeah, yeah. just hanging out, just like, looking <laughs> at, staring at, at the, the fence and the flowers, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, so flowers. I mean, I, I think I had some of it in me, but yes, I went through uh, times, I remember specifically times where... Uh, you know, again, I spent my whole life with a dad who was like basically a motivational speaker uh, with the way he trains, and then uh, always being attracted to YouTubers who are like, you know, are about self growth and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, I go through times where I, I bad, all I wanted to do was reach out to people because I was going through a hard time, especially uh, those ADD meds, man, they mess with your head, and like, yeah, uh, it's crazy. And uh, especially those days where I was just you know, not take it for a day, like, man, it's messed me up, and, like, how badly, badly, badly I want to, like, rip my skin off and just, like, mm -hmm. talk to somebody, and I just wouldn't, because so I was like, no, don't let yourself, and it wasn't yeah. one of those things, like, to be, um, to be a man, or to be tough, it was just to, to, more so to learn to be alone, and to be, go through things alone, so I can have the confidence that I can, I can do anything on my own, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? No, I don't suggest that to everybody, I was like, as much as, like, that was, rough i think that was uh you know it's not like i was get, going to some like mental depressions like right. specifically right yeah so for those people that's not advice <laughs> uh, who are going through that hard of a time like that but um again it was more of like i was a loneliness thing that i want to crush right nice so that kind of goes that took some time to what you said uh like a while ago where you mentioned going through things that are scary whether you were intentionally like, oh, I know if I miss, if I break the cycle with my meds, then all of a sudden, like, this is going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it automatically. You know what? Okay, next Thursday, I'm not going to go on my meds for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday mm -hmm. and see, because I know what what's going to be on the other side. I want to get better at being, well, I don't know if it was like that, like if there was intent behind it, but that is to your point earlier of going through kind of scarier things that make you better at situations that you maybe weren't better in before. 100%. Um, yeah, that time was definitely, uh, the purpose was to just be, learn to be good alone. Um, nice. Because I, I, 
I felt like, you know, it was one of those things where, like, I, I felt like I preached it, right? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> here it was hitting me in the face, and yeah. I was like, man, I got to be by it, you know? I got to be yeah. about it. Um, especially because, you know, I would do long-term relationships, and then, you know, I wasn't with anybody at the time, so that's why I had to, like, you know, uh, you're, you're lonely. After right, you go from stuff, 100%, right? right? You're with somebody for so long, and then all of a sudden, nobody. Yeah, right? exactly. Very, very big. So, switch. yeah, I had to spend time uh, learning to be happy on my own, right? And, yeah. Uh, what I will say is, um, I do know you're very introverted, right? Fair mm. to say. I think what I found was really cool with, and it's just like an overall observation I've made over the last like 40 podcast episodes I've done, um, the last year, year and a bit. Um, but I find introverts are so well spoken and very, mm. very self-aware. <laughs> and it's and you, you back up my statement with what you're speaking about. Interesting, right? Like you're, you're very, very in touch with kind of who you are and what makes you tick in certain ways, and how you develop your own skills, right? Whether to be a, this, other people could do the same or not is a different thing, right? But you seem very, very aware, and it's very like refreshing hmm. the way you're talking. I'm like, I know you're very introverted, but you're sitting in front of me and. I just have to compliment you on this because I'm like, you're very, very well-spoken and articulate. And I think it's Thank very, <laughs> very, very interesting because of how introverted you are. But you like, I hear everything you're saying. I'm like, man, he's a very articulate, well-spoken guy. This is amazing. That's uh, so. crazy to hear because well-spoken and articulate were the two things <laughs> I did not get when well, I was growing up. Just because, uh, you know, academically, I did not do uh, that well. I mean, not necessarily terribly, but uh, especially when it came to languages, so just English and French. Like I was. Mm -hmm. uh, just words in general, like, I was so bad, it also took me till college, till late college, maybe I was even out of college, I don't remember, uh, to realize that I was dyslexic when it came to, like, you know, words, like, reading. Really? Yeah, so, Come like, on. I, I was like, wait a minute, for you guys, like, the words don't kind of mix up? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, if I'm reading a line, like, you know, top and bottom of these, like, the words switch, letters switch, I'm reading uh, words that aren't even there, yeah. like, non-stop, right? So... When I kind of figured that out, um, and I like doing audiobooks, right, but when I figured that out, that was, like, very interesting. I was like, maybe it's not that I hate reading, you know, maybe mm -hmm. it's just that, like, you know, I have a hard time with it because the way my brain is taking it yeah, in, so... You kind of shut yourself off to doing it. Yeah, so in the past, like, you know, a couple of years, I've, you know, listened to, and also read, listened and read, like, at the same time, right, because it's easier for me to, like, listen to it while I just kind of keep in track, because sometimes I won't catch every word, but I'll catch most of them, but, you know, the audio will say it for me anyways, so yeah. I nice. can do it that way, so anyways, I get through way, 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 way more books, and, you know, it's interesting that, yeah, my education has been way better <laughs> now that I've been out of school. It's weird that works, eh? Yeah, yeah, it, it's really cool. It's really, really cool. And I've been, again, I grew up feeling really dumb. Like, I just really dumb. Just because, yeah, I think it's I more so because um, my brothers are really smart, right? Yeah. Uh, especially my brother Grant. He's in incredibly bright, uh, very logical dude. But, uh, and so, you know, they would just run circles around me. And I was just, <laughs> even though he's my younger brother, you know? So, um, it's, and I've, never been called smart or wise in any of these things and lately the past year that's you know i've been getting those a lot so that's really cool nice it's really fun that's awesome yeah i'm happy to hear that mm. switching uh gears a bit so of you know when i kind of my specific prep for a podcast mm. right 
Um, I've, in terms of prep and research, I find the best way to go about it um, for anybody starting a podcast or just anybody in general. I don't like googling or going down this ridiculous rabbit hole of who I'm having on converse, who I'm having on the show. What I like to do is I like to reach out to people who I know know the person better than I do. Mm, right. That's cool. And so yeah, thank you. So that's kind of what I. I like to think, I mean, it's all right, and it seems to work, but everybody who, the handful of people I called, and I do mean on the phone, talked to um, in regards to podcast prep for you, they all brought up your father. There was a commonality between, like, I have, like, 20-minute, 15-minute conversations with every single one of these people, so a good hour of that time, and a common, the one, probably, obviously, dunking things come up, right? Mm. But they the common thing was your father. So what I want to know is take me through kind of the impact he had on you growing up to kind of now, if you don't mind. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're completely right. That That's where it comes from, right? Like a lot of, all of the way I approach sports is uh, because of him, right? Um, what's really neat is I can, see him training kids now and all i get is nostalgia like first off first i'll get impressed where i'm like whoa like man like that's crazy how good he is with kids like you know like how he's literally like a motivational speaker but then like, mm-hmm. i right after that i'm like man this is nostalgic <laughs> like how crazy is that and yeah. how cool is that like i'm impressed by like how amazing he is and how uh well he speaks with his uh clients and then i'm just like man that's that's what he said to me that's yeah. how he was with me like me where I'm at now becoming the best in the world at something or most people think and then I uh oh, so so subjective anyways yeah uh, toot your own horn buddy it's your yeah. episode you know? yeah whatever um, <laughs> like, no. um <laughs> you know being to where I got to today and everything I've learned over the years yeah for me to still be like whoa that is insane how good he is yeah. and his messages and to be like that is what I got. Me seeing that from my perspective now, and like that's what I got as a kid. Like, man, that's pretty badass. So, anyways, what he was able to teach me is basically like you know, Kobe mentality stuff. You know what I mean? Where whenever you're practicing something, and this stuck in my head with a lot of things actually throughout the years, um, uh, was you know do something like nonstop until you get sick of it, and then you keep going anyways. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then. You, Keep going. Hate it. Keep going. Keep going. When you get sick of it, that's when you keep going. <laughs> like, and you know, there's so, 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 so many things like uh, little things like that that I, I got from him. Like, or even if you ever said the word can't, like, you want to see him get fired up? Tell get out. No, yeah. he won't tell you get out. You know, he'll he'll just get fired. Like, <laughs> fired up, but also in like a passionate but compassionate way. You know, he doesn't get yeah. actually angry. You know, he right. it's just so much compassion and like. And passion, you know, he, uh, mm-hmm. it's like, don't you ever say, and he'll grab yeah. you by the freaking head and don't be like, do don't, it. don't you ever say that, you know, you can do anything, you know, and he'll just like, yeah. oh, man, everything he would say was just so, uh, what's funny too is sometimes he doesn't even need to say things with the perfect words, yeah. but because of how intense, like, and, like his facial expressions and his body expressions, there's like, such conviction, you, eh? Like, there's times where I've seen him, like, he didn't even say any, like, words there, but, like, you completely understood what he was saying, you know what I mean? Because he's, he's so passionate. Jeez. And that's what I got from him. And that, that was uh, pretty badass. And uh, I guess the other part is, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of parents, um, 
you know, who say all these things, all these stories about themselves, and uh, they they don't show an example of it. My dad was like a living example of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is the was. I'm gonna bring up this comparison just because I've been yes. re I've been reading the Bible, awesome. but uh, <laughs> I'm not Christian or anything like that. But I find it interesting, anyways. It's um, a tough. It's a thick read. It's a thick read. I just I, I skipped to just uh, the Christ with Jesus because you know I think he's the man. But uh, <laughs> so uh, or the the Christ, the God, whatever. I get um, you. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, but it's just the fact that yes, he was wise and said things, but it's constantly pushed <laughs> like he was a living example of this. You know, what I mean, mm -hmm. like that's the important part is to live by example because. Especially as a child, they don't really listen to you. They watch you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like whatever you're doing, that's what they're gonna pick up on, right? right. And so do as I do. Exactly. And, and he was like yeah. the full-on example of that he was still badass at all the sports. We even when he was like older, and I was still like jumping high and like dunking, he could still beat me at basketball, even though he was like you know 50. Yeah, amazing. And you know we always played these drills where uh, he would just dribble the ball around behind the back of two legs nonstop, and we just like nonstop trying to catch the ball. We just couldn't. We just like yeah. you know we literally just go through his legs trying to get it. We like oh, that's hilarious. That's awesome. And uh, and again like it's just how hard he worked, and uh, all the stories are heard from other people of the same stories that he told me. Right? Mm -hmm. Let's say from a tournament, like this happened, this happened. Yeah. Somebody else would tell me the same story, and it was always crazier, and like the way they explained it than um, the way the my dad version, explained. Eh? Oh yeah, he Amazing. tells us the modest version, dude. Like, <laughs> oh man, it's yeah, that was that was. He really would cool. too. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Super oh, badass. That's the coolest thing. And that's so cool because I, when a lot of people told me that, and then I, I had only ever heard people mention like one or two things, but the whole thing was the because it was like the whole thing was the impact that he had on you, and mm -hmm. I think to hear hear you say now in front of me how he was telling you modest version of these crazy things that was happening I'm like man that's awesome right? mm -hmm. like there's a story of this uh there's this speech because i get down a rabbit hole of listening to like different motivational speeches mm -hmm. and so one of these guys um he mentions he's like my dad woke up at 4 30 a.m and was out at the house our clocks were always set ahead um so we didn't know what time it was stuff like that but he was like the one thing he said is he's like um he's like one day my um like my mom um from the perspective of the kid he's like one day my mom asked my husband hey honey what are you uh what are you doing why are you getting up every morning at 4 30 he's like so my kids catch me in the act of excellence was the dude's answer and to hear you say that that reminds me of that and i was like oh yeah the do as i do not do as i say yeah yeah that's, no, that's awesome. exactly that's like the whole kobe mentality thing like the amount of people that have stories of kobe Bryant where like they go to the gym like like absurdly early because they're gonna be like they're gonna be the guy, and then they show up and they see Kobe there practicing already when uh, they were planning to show up like I don't know how long it was let's say four hours before the practice before the game, and somebody else is like oh yeah he's been here for like four hours already and it's like dude like what that like, what you, it, like yeah. it's like how do you compete with that you know yeah I think that was a fun thing to play with too with other dunkers like. Uh, yeah, I'd do the same thing. I would go to a dunk contest, I'd lose, I'd go and train for four hours, not tell anybody, but the dunkers would go by and they would see it. You know, yeah. and that's uh always how I was too. And I just those little little things make the the difference in like who you become, you know. Yeah, and I think that's interesting too. Um in terms of who you become and after you lose you're like, Alright, well, when's the next time I can get on the Yeah, it's not gonna happen again. What what I gotta do? Yeah, that's the I remember the first time I lost a tournament. Um, a jiu-jitsu tournament specifically I remember 
it was a Saturday. We competed in, I think, Scarborough or Toronto, somewhere down south, right? Mm -hmm. We go, competed. I lost. And then I was so beaten up on it because I practiced, I like trained so hard that week. I was like, okay, well, whatever. Next day, so we get home, right? At like, uh, we leave around five, six after dinner, hit the road, get back. It's like 10 o'clock at night, right? Whatever. I wake up. Open mat at 10 the next morning on Sunday. I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta go. And then I'm there for like three, I was there for like two, three, four hours probably just drilling and then rounds and rounds. And I was just, they're like, oh, how did, did you not do a tournament yesterday? I'm like, yeah, I, I got my ass kicked. Like, I really didn't like that feeling again. Mm -hmm. It was embarrassing. You feel like, you feel like less of a man. So I'm like, well, I'm fucking, it happens, mm -hmm. right? We're all meant to fail or lose at something or at some point in what we're doing, especially if we're trying to get good at something. If you've never failed, then you failed the whole thing because the whole point of what we're doing is like, if you don't fail at anything, you didn't try. You didn't try at all. Right? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Right, it's like aim high and you didn't uh, try hard yeah. enough, straight up. Yeah, for sure. Now, switching uh, gears a bit. So, something that actually came up that was interesting. Um, back to those uh, phone calls I was telling you about earlier um, with different mm -hmm. people about you. But the main one that came up really was interesting. This um, mutual friend of ours said, um, I have it somewhere. Oh, yeah. Um, he said Jordan is the hero you want to meet because he used it in the sense of. <laughs> Come on, that's hilarious, dude. Listen, he said, you know when people are like, ah, oh, you don't meet your hero, and then he's like, no, Jordan's that good of a dude that you want to meet him. He was talking in terms of like community and stuff, and who you are and what you do for the community. I like. <laughs> I like that you just immediately shut it down. No, like, actually, really actually, it was actually the opposite reaction. It wasn't shutting it down. It was just like, that is a insane compliment oh, thing okay. to say. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah, I'm very trying my best to receive that. That's, that's intense. I'm, uh, I'm glad. But it, uh... Yeah, man, I, I heard it and I was like, oh, I get it. I get it. So what I want to know is kind of... Take me through, like... Your community involvement or engagement and, like... Why is that so important to you? Because that was the main thing that a lot of people said, but that quote, I thought you should, you would like to hear it. That's, yeah, that's super cool to me because uh, even when it comes Huge. to shows or stories or anything like, or my dad, or, um, the thing that I love the most, what gets me fired up is the hero's journey. You know, like that, that's what it comes down to. It's just yeah. like that whole process. So to, to hear something like that is kind of insane. Um, <clears throat> Nowhere near that, but I'll, I'll get there. <laughs> Amazing. Um, nice. But yeah, when it comes to the community, again, that's kind of a weird thing to say Like um, to me right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I think maybe in the future, I'll have you know uh, a legitimate impact. You know, Potentially, I've had impacts that I don't necessarily know about. Right. Like, that's kind of how it tends to go a lot of yeah. times. Um, that's how they were looking at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I mean... <sighs> In my eyes, I haven't done shit. <laughs> like, yes, I'll help out like with stuff like Five Cent City, like you know, a few times. But that's like one event, you know. I do yeah. like small things here and there for people, but not not looking for like the whole, to, yeah. you know. And I don't, you know, necessarily like discriminate who it's who it's for or against or whatever. Um, but yeah, I haven't done shit. That that's kind of where my next my next goal is. So the whole reason I got into dunking was to. Um, help people basically right <clears throat> somebody forced me to write why why do i dunk okay then why that why that why that why that and it came to uh 
just help evolution grow. That's where I came. And mm -hmm. the one before that was because my dad was an inspiration to me. And mm -hmm. basically, like, I want to give that to other people. Yeah. But anyway, so I was like, okay, I'm going to use Dunky as, like, my authority. One, yes, it's going to be an inspiration to show what you can do. Yeah. Um, two, it'll be in my authority. And whatever I say to, let's say, a kid who's a fan of me, like, they're going to listen to me more than what their parents are going to, right? So yeah. I, I have the responsibility to learn how to know what the hell I'm talking about. To like you know, teach people like, you know, yeah. valuable things to improve their life. And uh, that's where I'm at. You know, that's why I want to look into public speaking so I can like deliver some of the message, some of like the things that I've learned, let's say about discipline or overcoming things, why it's worth it or whatever, um, mm -hmm. to the world, some of my messages, but that's why I'm like spending so much time like uh, you know, listening to books, reading books and like uh just having other life experiences so I will have proper things to give to the world. But I'm not I'm not there yet. But I mean I say I'm not there yet, I'm constantly like giving little things, you know, not that was what they were referring to. Right. So yeah. the, that's those things that I guess they're talking about. But hopefully the plan is to do much more. You know. And For uh sure. build the impact, right? Yeah, build yeah. the impact. And it's not even one of those things where it's like for them, as messed up as that sounds, I personally believe that every decision a person makes is selfish. You know, if you do something for somebody else, it's because it feels good for you. If you think it's right, it's part of your values. You know, so sure. every decision is for you, technically. Yeah. It just feels good because <laughs> we're humans. I mean, you know, it's yeah. human nature. We like to help people out. Um, that's how our tribe, tribe survived back in mm -hmm. the days to care for each other, right? Human connection and all that. So, yeah, it's just fun, you know. That that right. that's what is uh, gives you profound meaning in life. You know what I mean? So um, that's all it is. So I'm working towards yeah. that. Uh, nice. I don't know exactly what direction I'm gonna be taking with that yet. You know, I have options, mm -hmm. and luckily for me, I'm interested. A lot of things pique my interest. So whenever that's I good. find that one thing, yeah. like I'm gonna go hard in a lot of things, not just I like, kind of try. I'll fully try it. Right. And whenever one clicks, I'm going all out. So when that happens, how do you manage to compartmentalize multiple things and going all out and, like you said, going to the point where you're sick of it and then going further in so many different things? Well, now it's it's already a habit. It's already yeah. dealing with dumping. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it's so easy now. Um, that that's the thing is like to to maintain that level of you know discipline is not nearly as hard right like you right developing it's developing is what's tough. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like uh, you know they use. The example of like uh, the dojo, right? Like uh, if any time there's like uh, you know dust that settles, like every yeah. day you gotta sweep it, you gotta sweep it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's always gonna keep collecting, right? Like every yeah. day, so you gotta like work on it, like you know, keep it up all the time, at the very least. But uh, yeah, so the point is kind of easy. Right. As you, that's, kind like, of... that's where the confidence, right? so, like, the confidence yeah. from mastering something, right? Like that'd <laughs> right. be no problem. Yeah. yeah, true. And I guess you're like, yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. Oh, it's in front of me. If I all like right, it, let's tackle it. It's game over, you know. Yeah, it's game over. Nice. So, kind of switching um, a bit, how do you, um, like, where does, because I'm not too familiar in terms of, like, the longevity of a professional dunker, right? Um, I definitely know you're more familiar with it. Um, I would hope so. But what does that kind of look like for Jordan after... <laughs> the kind of the pro dunk career ends like what does that kind of look like are you just kind of you set other stuff up as you go or do you kind of always keep that in the back of your mind you're like no it's not until something happens that i need to focus on it 
So I'll give you the game plan. Nice. So the game yeah. plan. Appreciate it's it. Pretty, pretty freaking simple, man. Um, so in terms of my dunk career, how long will I go? <laughs> Who knows? Um, it, it'll basically, I think, it'll be till I choose to stop. Makes sense. You know, it yeah. could be three years, it could be six years. I don't really know. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty good with like. Uh, another interest I have is how like the body works and like you know taking care of my body. You know get a bunch of tiny injuries here and there, so I can, I'm good with uh, upkeeping it. Good. And I have amazing people. I have Christian Robertson there to mm -hmm. help me out um, and keep my body intact. But, um, so yeah, my game plan, like I said, is basically going to be to dabble really hard into these things that I like. Um, and I'm not even done figuring out what, all the things that I do like, right? Yeah. So I dabbled into... Music, I was like, maybe I'll incorporate some messages I want to put out in, uh, with music, and like maybe I'll try and, you know, I have an interest in uh, doing that with like EDM kind of, kind of stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. I was 100% convinced you were going to say rap. <laughs> no. I'll be honest. Yeah, everybody thinks that. I'll be no. Honest. No. no, my annoying. It just seems like a basketball stare type thing. I don't know. I <laughs> no, that, that's completely what it is. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, you like Drake? Uh, uh, sure. <laughs> but, yeah, I like EDM uh, big time. But nice. Actually, now my brother, he's been doing EDM. He's been like, like, hours and hours every day for like two and a half years now. oh no he's kidding it's getting good dude like, that's oh, yeah. awesome it's getting very good that's awesome he can actually learn fast yeah <laughs> and work hard <laughs> like he's he, yeah he's gonna crush anyways uh, <laughs> amazing so yeah so i would start going hard with music and i would start just going after these other things like learning about uh you know taking my own courses for like physio kind of stuff and uh nice. from, from people um who i respect and then started getting to issues, money problems, where I'm like, I, I need more money. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, it's, it's, kinda, it's stopping my progress right now. And like, yes, I know I can like YouTube any video. You can learn anything nowadays, but yeah. the amount of shortcuts you could take when you have money, like uh, to getting yourself like proper mentors. For sure. Oh, it's right astronomical. And I feel like, I don't feel like wasting my time doing that. Plus I want to make money anyways. Um, you know, so... The goal now is, you know, I'm going to keep dunking for sure because I love it and it's the funnest thing ever. Um, there's also some like some things that I, I want to not leave undone with dunking, it's like just dunks that I, I want to do uh, before nice. I'm done. And then <clears throat> I'm also going to use it to make money and keep investing that. And the the goal is to get my passive income up enough to where I can basically do whatever I want, you know, I don't need to be like any kind of rich to do that, but, uh, you know, at least good income, again, passive income to where I can just do whatever and focus completely so I can zero. And that's my problem. I will zero in really hard, but then if I have to come to like a stop because of money, it take me in and out, in and out, in and out. It's frustrating. Yeah. So right now my whole goal is to just get my money up and be, I had such a, terrible respect for money growing up I, I almost thought it was like a good thing to like hate money you know what i mean like oh, yeah. money doesn't matter it's like man money's an amplifier if you're it's like humongous yeah it's kind of ridiculous yeah if you're like it's the reason we do everything straight up it's like right? people, all the people who say like you know money doesn't bring you happiness are the people working nine to fives for it every yeah. day working eight hours every single day for hating it. every minute of their like, existence me, like, just to make ends meet it makes no sense like uh, the people yeah the people who hate money the most are the ones who work for it the most so, it's so a weird concept isn't it yeah it's very very yeah. weird anyway so but these are all concepts that we've learned a lot of times from right. our parents or all these this other stuff and uh 
I had to unlearn a lot of concepts. That's uh, tough. Again, through just through books, right, and yeah. uh, and then seeing it. So yeah, that was that was an interesting journey. But uh, so yeah, now taking money more seriously, investing, blah blah blah, and hopefully, uh, you know, I can't give you a clear direction of what I'm gonna sure. choose to do right yeah. now, but uh, I will be, and uh, it's kind of like a slightly scary, but not very scary because it's. Uh, it'll work out fine. Yeah, you're gonna do it. I, I you're know, gonna do it. Yeah. Whether you're scared but or not, it's yeah. more like a, more like an exciting thing, you know. Right. It's like, man, what, what is it gonna be? What is it? What is the thing I'm going to pick? You know what I mean? That's kind of awesome. Is yeah. that not like a really cool picking, feeling? Technically, I'm picking all of them right now, which is why it's kind of fun. I'm like, yeah, I learned a little bit about this. You know, a little bit about this. Lately, I've been going to spiritual stuff because I like to understand people. Yeah. You know, that's what splits up people so much. But like. So what are they all really saying? You know what I mean. So I like to understand like where people are coming from because that's when you can actually make like a real impact, right? Right. Because you see sometimes people making arguments even about diets, where people are saying like, "Why would they think this? Like this is obvious that this." And it's like you're not even taking into account what the argument to that is. You yeah, know what I mean? You hear what they just, said? It's so like, funny. You know, it's it's so so funny. So, anyways, I just, that's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to understand people with multiple different things. Interesting. I don't know why, it's just it's interesting. Yeah. No, it is. It is, for sure. I find myself doing something similar, especially, and it's tough, right? Because you want to do everything, but at the same time, you're like, all right, what do I dive down? And then it's making the decision on picking which one or how to hyper-focus on one or the other. Mm -hmm. But in terms of uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, have you read that? Mm -hmm. That yeah. was the first one that got me to yeah. respect money. Yeah, that was that's, the first that's one that's gateway. Yeah. That's a gateway sure. drug. Yeah. If you haven't read it, but you want to do <laughs> passive income, yeah. Come on. That's the first one. Like, you it can recommend a bunch, thinking, a bunch of money books to people, but if you just start them with Rich Dad Poor Dad. They'll find all the other ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they'll, they'll they'll find them because like yeah, it's uh, it's what gets you started and it sets your mindset up like right to respect money properly. For sure, yeah. right? It's the idea of you're not thinking as an employee. That's the mm -hmm. whole right. Not working for money. Mm -hmm. Thinking of an employee, which I think I kind of want to do if and when I have kids to fucking do that. It'd be mm. a good idea, right. you know. Maybe just be like, "All right, work for me for free. I can get some sweat equity from you, munchkins." <laughs> and then you know, you guys get a little sweatshop yeah. in the back. <laughs> well, you know, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not at all ever. But um, I think in regards to your um, with understanding people, and especially like the uh, uh, example you used with people arguing on different sides and it's we see it so much more now too mm. it could be just social media is so much more prevalent but everybody's an expert because they have such close uh, such easy effortless access to all information mm -hmm. right so like if you if i want i can ask you any question in the world and you can answer it within 10 seconds that's kind of crazy right and so <clears throat> i think the communication issue lies with and it's a skill that i've developed as the podcast is growing but People list. People don't listen to understand. They mm. listen to reply. Mm. And enough. right is it not just is it not something where I'm sure you can relate? Where you've had conversations where it's like this person. As soon as I'm done, I'm just about to finish the sentence. Right in with what they're about to say. Like mm. how long have you been thinking about what you're about to say? I know. I didn't even say. I didn't even say remotely. And then it's mm. like, all right, uh, it's frustrating. It's one of those things where people. You know, you you don't view things how they are. You view things how you are. Yeah. You know what I mean. So like the second something comes up, like they're just they already are. You just just tell they're locked and loaded with what they're gonna say before they even, oh, yeah. they, you're even done saying. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's a skill that as 
I've kind of that I've thought about one of my um, mentors and I did a two week service trip in the rainforest in 2018. Sick. Yeah, it was nuts. It was really cool. Recommend it to anybody For sure. because of that giving back as much as I paid X amount of money to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was amazing. And the woman who led the trip, she led the 10 of us, right? So there were 11 of us. She led all of us. Amazing woman. And she, I remember her saying like, she was kind of mentoring me a bit towards the beginning of the show but she said glenn as a skill that we all need to develop for being able to be better communicators um it's tricky as a host because you're and stuff like that where you're in this situation where you're talking to people yes you want to listen to understand but are you able to listen to understand and then in my scenario right here it's now you have to think about what you're how you're going to continue the conversation so mm. like uh okay all right I, i'm understanding what you're saying and then it's okay I see, I see. That's, what is he going to say? Right? Yeah, it's a very weird skill. Yeah. Like, very, very specific skill yeah, yeah. that I'm in the process of developing in terms of my communication. Yeah, that's fascinating. Right? That's cool, yeah. It's a it's a weird, weird thing, but it's it's so specific and, like, the minutia and the details behind why we speak the way we do and it's all perspective, man. Yeah. Right? It's why we travel or it's why I do. Yeah. Right? It's why we go places. It's why we talk to people. It's why, hell man, it's why I'm doing this show right now. Right? Yeah. It's perspective. It's like, I want to see things through your eyes and understand what you've been through and you hear your story mm-hmm. as a way to kind of understand and get more perspective so that as I kind of grow and develop or as you grow and develop, kind of pick back or refer back to situations and conversations you've had. Right, where it's I don't just need my phone to do all the talking for me right. when it comes to knowing things, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's really that's cool. cool. That's probably yeah. such a like subtle skill to learn. Yeah. About like, you know, understanding but then also keeping the conversation going. Yeah, it's tricky. It's not easy, obviously, and I guess as days go by and depending on the time of day or day of the week or how you're feeling that day or like motivated, unmotivated, whatever the like you said earlier, discipline kind of kicks in. You can get like two certain things, like episodes specifically, mm-hmm. but like with m- me and my example, but then thinking about stuff like that and then trying to understand the behavior that we're doing. And then like, I'm going to go, I'll probably watch this back once, but then I'm going to question like, okay, was my transitions here? Good. Was like, mm. how is it there? How is that? Right. Like it's, I'm firm believer on, like self-reflection is very underrated, mm-hmm. right? Just kind of looking back whether, I don't know how you do it or if you do, or if you like take it seriously to a point where like you're aware you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But I find myself doing that often where, okay, if I have a conversation or a podcast specifically, I'll do it. Or after I'll train, like I'll journal things to go, okay, how was that round felt? Why did that round with that same person two days ago feel worse than it mm-hmm. did today? All right. And you can kind of understand the behaviors you went through that day. Right. right? Well, I mean, I 100% do that. Like, uh, just yesterday, I did that with a dunk that I never ended up getting. But, uh, <coughs> so, Next time. 95% of the time, if I'm trying, like, a dunk that I've never done before, uh, <laughs> after every single jump, I go back to the camera and look at the footage and see what I did. I'm, I'm trying to find what it is that I did wrong every single time. All right, back and forth, back yeah. and forth, back and forth. And that's how you learn your mistakes, right? You right. get really good at knowing exactly what it is you have to do. Like, yeah. the amount of times where... I see people just trying, 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 yeah. trying because I've spent so much time going back and forth and like literally inventing like the problem solving, like uh, some problem solving aspects of uh, dunking and like For key, sure. cues you're supposed to do. Uh, I'm sure you see it even with what you're doing, right? Where you just see, instead of somebody like listening to you, they're just 
keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, and you just see it. You're like, all you have to focus on is this one time, one every day, one time, and they're just like, no, they they think if they just keep trying, it'll yeah. just happen. It's like that's why, like, just trying, it isn't just enough. Like Kobe was like, it's, it's not, not, it's not about just showing up and shooting a bunch of times. You got to be focused every single time. You know, you got to show up yeah. mentally every time. It's show up huge, physically man. and then mentally too. You know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Mentally's yeah. huge, man. You're right. Or he's right as well. Yeah. Obviously, right. But yeah. and I think focus is something a lot of a lot of people don't think about, right? It's not so easy as to just go through and go, okay, I'm gonna I'll use this example. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna go through somebody I'm gonna care. I have to download Instagram, go through, go to the blog, okay, what do I wanna mm -hmm. ask about? Alright, I don't, don't care about that, but what about that? Oh, that looks fun. Ooh, who's that? You know? Right, there's more to it. It's like, okay, no, it's proactive. Call people, talk to people, mm -hmm. get out there, put yourself out there, and you have to speak it into existence, right? Mm -hmm. You manifest it. Yeah. That's kind of something over the last year or so that I've been kind of following and be like, you know, manifesting, putting things out there, like just, hey, I want this person on the show or I want, I want to learn about this. Who do I think I know I can get a hold of within the next three weeks that could mm. talk to me with the, about this? Yeah. That's kind of how my brain operates. Beautiful. And it kind of works in a weird way, I think, but doing that and then being able to go, okay, how do we do this? How do we do this? How do we do this? I can't just go, all right, why is nothing happening? Because I'm not doing anything. That's right. Huh? You have to be able to, I don't know, how often do you, uh, what do you kind of attribute everything to? Do you have to, with kind of little things or even big goals, do you find you have to manifest it at all or you put it out there now that you're kind of getting into this? spiritual I guess I never viewed it as uh, you know manifesting I don't think I understand um, the whole process of manifesting I'm not um, sure I do either to be honest <laughs> you know um, it's just it's just because I think I've had it ruined by some people who I think stopped at just the manifesting where like that's that's all you need you just need to think you want it really bad and that's it and it's like you know I see what you mean and then your point plenty, I've heard people actually say that and it's like oh it's like Take the path of least resistance. I'm like, that's not how I would have gotten here. No, it doesn't work. Like, what? Like, are you kidding me? Like, and then I start explaining like some obvious things. Like, all the people who went through the hardest things are the people who become like super great at things. Yeah. They're like, they're like, oh yeah. I'm like, it's so simple. Train right um, But then there's the other people who are, you know, I said the same thing about manifesting, and they're like, no, no. I'm like, part of manifesting is taking action. So, you know, I, I guess I have to read the, the secret. Um, to fully understand them, because uh, I think that's where a lot of it came from. You know, yeah. obviously it's not just from there. It's with right. people before that, but um, <clears throat> yeah. No, again, I think it's uh, again the importance of learning to master something. Uh, I'm gonna keep going back to that sure, every man. single time because, um, and I think it's falling in love. I think anytime you do something, uh, I got this from Christian. <clears throat> um, that's putting you in the direction to becoming the person who you want to be. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I am the person who wants to be the kind of person who can make a big difference in the community, like almost effortlessly. You know what I mean? I want to be the kind of person that like meditates for a long period of time all the time. I want to be the kind of person who like crushes books. I want to be the kind of person who does this and that. Mm -hmm. So anytime somebody or like I do things in that direction is when you know, I'll be happiest. Again, this is something uh, I got from Christian, but uh, when it comes to uh, the discipline stuff, I think when you start, to, and this goes with that, um, when you start to fall in love with doing the things that other people won't do, like you're like, 
you love yourself for it, is what I'm saying. So, like, right. I, I'm doing this right now. Like, I don't even know if it's going to make a difference. I have no idea. You know, like, is that one extra, like, ball handling, like, drills, like, day going to make a difference? Is that one thing going to make, really going to make a difference at the end of, like, all this stuff? But you're constantly doing those things because it's what you do, you yeah. know, because that's what makes you different than other people, you know what I mean? And that, fall in love with that, with that idea, like, man, I'm different because of this. Like, this is what makes it so that I'm going to achieve this thing. And, like, just falling in love with that makes you fall in love with yourself because you right. end up becoming the kind of person who does the hard things all the time and who can make your own dreams happen, you know? Mm. Like, you start to love yourself fully. Right. Like, man, I did this for myself, you know what I mean? Like, what a beautiful thing. I got to live my fully live my dreams like way more than my dreams like how can i not love myself man? yeah you know what i mean like ah it's such a beautiful thing and like you said it doesn't get there the easy way mm -hmm. and it definitely doesn't get there with the path of least resistance yeah. right but that's what living is yeah right is experience those like man i fucking love myself like, this is amazing mm -hmm. and there's this weird thing that um my one of my best friends is living in australia right now and him and i go back and forth on this a lot but it's the concept that people have where they're like talking good about themselves. Like it's almost sh like frowned upon to f like feel good about yourself and openly saying like, man, I feel great today. You know, and they're like simmer down. No, it's like, what? Yeah. For no, what? I, I don't know. I feel it's like weird. that too, where, you know, like, how are you doing? Somebody would be like, fantastic. I'm like, okay, that's like loud, man. Like, you right, know? Pump the brakes. Yeah. And then, uh, I heard somebody say the same thing, like, man, like, I feel great, and, like, the amount of times that people, in order to make somebody else feel bigger, uh, they bring themselves down. Yeah, it should be weird. You know what I mean? Like, if they're down, they don't want to make themselves appear big, because they don't want to make them feel bad for being down. You know what I mean? It's really, really weird, and then, there's another thing that I got so much from Christian, he was my mentor and a half, man, and, uh, you know, what's kind of beautiful, and people don't realize, is that, when you present yourself where you are, which is like big, if that's where you are, mm -hmm. you know, like as tall, you stand up tall and fully, right? Instead of being like this and trying to meet other people at their level yeah. and be everything that you are. And then those people who are feeling lower, they won't, sometimes, yeah, they might feel like, you know, that makes them feel smaller. But a lot of times, man, it gives them permission to go in that direction to, right. to be big themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially imagine in a friend group if like one person feels down, so everybody's like, "Oh, we all got to feel down." That's, no, it's gonna bring that other person. Group. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna bring you up, man. Like you gotta, get, it'll give that person permission to feel big themselves. You know? Yeah, for sure. It's kind of an incredible thing that I think that confidence though that you're talking about, where you're like, it almost seems like any group now, you're like, you know what? If everybody's feeling down, fuck it, I'm bringing everyone up, right? It's that confidence you get, and I think that. Um, it's radiant, right? There's an mm -hmm. energy to it, right? And I notice that too. Like you're, you have an energy. Like there's, like I love the energy you emit. Emit. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. No worries. You like it's you emit this energy. Like you're just you're going for shit. You got your mind and your, you know exactly what you're looking at. Blinders are up. You see, you're looking straight forward, and just hearing the way you talk and the confidence in what you're saying is very, very, it's inspiring, man. It really is. It really is. And that's not just, that's, I mean that genuinely and hearing a lot of people talk to me about you and that being a thing that's kind of come up and then like our mutual friend, Michael, right. Mm. And stuff like that. Stories like those and like people who've like taken inspiration from you. And then 
as I kind of listen to the more you talk about things and your confidence, it's, man, it's, it's amazing. Like there's an energy about you and it's, it's phenomenal. So I just want to point that out. So it's amazing. That means a lot. That feels good to hear. Thank you. No worries. So kind of towards like, as we kind of take it towards the end of the show, what I want to know, um, what is kind of like a piece of, we've gone through a lot of different things, but what is kind of a final message or a piece of advice or like something that you'd like to pass on that if somebody clicked on the video or the podcast and went right to this moment, what is one thing you'd want them to kind of take away as best as you can? So, yeah, I can definitely leave it with this. So, um, I'm basically going to learn tools to deliver this message as best as I can. Um, so all it is, is to me like the point of life. You know, for one, you can just choose whatever it is, but at the end of the day, all it really is is to enjoy it as best you can. You know what I mean? That's kind of just the point. Like, we're here, might as well enjoy it. So, what do we need to be able to enjoy it to the max? Mm-hmm. You know, more and more and more and more. Um, and that is learning skills, and usually the, the thing that you're using to learn those skills is discipline, right? So, you gotta learn that skill first. <laughs> And then you use that discipline to learn skills to uh, improve your ability to enjoy life, mm-hmm. to be more present, to do all this stuff. Uh, and then also learn skills to decrease your stresses in life, right? So yeah. if like, you know, <clears throat> people can get knocked around so much up and down, up and down by like stress or highs and this. But if you can like somehow learn all these skills to like make all the bottom stuff just disappear and just kind of like, or mostly disappear and then kind of keep yourself up here at all times, right? Yeah. Becoming, uh, become more of a enlightened person, you know? And, uh, I don't know. I don't see, it just feels like the point to me. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, the point of doing all the hard stuff is to make life amazing and mm-hmm. fun and fun. You know, it's just to make yeah. it fun. It makes sure. it worth living. Yeah, yeah, man. It just makes it fun as heck. And, uh, why would you, so why would you not want to do that? And, uh, yeah, with the hard stuff, people talk about like working as hard, doing this as hard. It's like, Man, p- pick your heart, man. Like, yeah. like, is it all the issues that you're yeah. gonna like live with for like the rest of your life, or is it like the hearts you're gonna have to go through right now? Pick your heart. And eventually, yeah. the beautiful thing that people don't realize is once you become really good at, at like doing the hard things, it's not that hard to do the hard things anymore. No, it's not. You start to become a bit crazy, and you like to do those hard things. Yeah. Like it's fun. You know what I mean? Like that's what yeah. happens when you become, master something. That's why I like I I preach that because. Doing hard stuff is just like fun all of a sudden, right? Mm -hmm. Because you know you can do it. Yeah, and you're constantly overcoming something. And it's like those are tiny versions of of the hero's journey. That's literally all there is, like overcoming an obstacle, you know? (laughs) And then... uh, It's a sense of fulfillment you're getting every single time. Yeah, every time you're doing it. like why we live. I didn't want to do it today. You know, if it's just like uh, doing a cold shower in a day, you're like, oh, I got to do it today. And just the, the fact that you can crank it all the way without even thinking about it just because like it's such a habit like that's so satisfying like yeah. i can do it there's something i don't want to do but i can do it like that and it's actually fun you know it makes right. it fun it's, it's super weird <laughs> super counterintuitive but i think it's just part of our dna so i think uh yeah get your discipline out you know get slightly outside of your comfort zone progression is a big yeah. deal too don't just like um some people they'll try and do something way out of the comfort zone yeah. get crushed by it and never try it again that's why i have to preach 
progression. Wherever you're at on that day, you know, if you're feeling really good on a day, you know, doing something really big isn't that big of a deal to you. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're on a down day and you're trying to do that same big thing, you're going to get crushed. You know yes, what I mean? So you got to pay attention to where you are in that moment. Mm -hmm. Then go progressively go up with how your, uh, where your discipline is at, or sorry, um, outside of your comfort zone so that your wave will kind of slowly, you'll be going up like this, like waving, yeah. but then you'll slowly be going up and up and up and up. Right. That's, the, that's the idea. So yeah, again, just progression. And uh, yeah, I think I said everything I want to say. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, I like that. I like that a lot, man. I think, yeah, I'm building a comfort zone so big that you'll never leave it. Hmm. Right. So I think um, I'm really, I was excited to chat with you today, man. Mm -hmm. And Jordan, as we kind of get to the end of the, conclude the episode, I'm perfectly, I'm really happy you were able to make time for uh, the show today and for me. And I really appreciate kind of every time we've talked before and I'm grateful you're able to come on the show. I really love your energy and just who you are and who you're becoming and just seeing it is really cool. And yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm really grateful. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. And for all really... the flattery today. Thank you. 